Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha, what up? What's going on, Gary? How are you? Doing well, I'm doing well. How are you? I've seen better days. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, so where are we at now? Episode 57, Closing the Door. Okay, okay. Definitely. Special request episode. I'm excited yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, but um, so how are you doing? Okay, so let's jump into it. Mm-hmm. I think on our last episode, I mentioned that I have Crohn's disease. Correct. So I went to my GI doctor because I had like an intestinal infection or something that was found when I was at the ER. And she convinced me that, you know, it's time to get a colonoscopy. Now, I have been able to score my way out of a fucking colonoscopy the entire time I've been dealing with IBS and Crohn's. And she told me she felt like the Crohn's diagnosis may have been premature. So she's like, let's go ahead and get a colonoscopy so we can get to the bottom of this, pun intended. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Now, I say that because I know I've said on the the podcast before that at least one time in my life, I want to try anal, right? I've never been able to do it. I never imagined that I would be losing my A card to a fucking camera and having to pay for it. So I'm like, all right, you know, let's just do it. I need to know where I am with the whole Crohn's situation. Tuesday. (laughs) On Monday, I fucking realized, like, okay, I got, you know, I'm doing all of the prep, right? Mm -hmm. Our mutual friend told me, hey, make sure she does an endo as well. And I'm like, okay. So I told her, yeah, let's do both, you know. Mind you, I'm thinking the colonoscopy, she's just going to go to one area within my intestines and then the endo, she'd go a little bit higher. On Monday, I Googled the endoscopy and realize they would be fucking deep throating a camera down my throat and wow. i had a panic attack i mean full-blown <laughs> hyperventilating you didn't ask, ask her like what it was before you said no it i just took her word for it. i just like oh yeah she know what the fuck she, she's in, I'm practically a doctor i'm gonna do what she says to do so i'm still doing the prep the prep was horrible and so when I get to the clinic on Tuesday, I'm like full blown panic mode. I'm I don't want to take my clothes off to put on the gown. The anesthesiologist he comes, he's telling me what you know the dr- type of drugs he's gonna give me, and I'm I'm really just stoic. I can't even make eye contact with him. And so they take me back to the room. M- mind you, when I went in there, my blood pressure was like one ten over 70, something like that. It was probably like 160, 170. It was fucking off the charts by the time they were really getting ready to prep. And she's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, you are literally getting ready to double penetrate me (laughs) and violate the fuck out of me. 
and I'm not even giving you consent. And she was like, you did give us consent. Will you even put your credit card on <laughs> And I'm like, I know, but I mean, I just did not foresee this is how I would be losing my A card. And my gag reflex is like on a million. Like, how you going to stick something down my throat? And she's like, well, you'll be, you know, knocked out. And I'm like, and I'm struggling with that. Like, I'm, I'm not a control freak. Mm-hmm. Like I am a team player, but I didn't want the whole team running a train on me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I struggled, Gary, I struggled. They had to literally give me first a drug to calm me down because they couldn't give me the propofol and whatever else was in that cocktail until my breathing was under control because I kept taking the, the bite tube out of my mouth because I couldn't swallow I was Mm -hmm. like I can't swallow y'all can't get started yet like I was the worst fucking patient (laughs) and so then she's like okay you know once I calm down from the first dose she's like okay you know just think happy thoughts and so I'm like okay so then I'm thinking motherhood and then I was thinking, that's inappropriate. I'm about to be fucking double penetrated. How the hell you think about motherhood? So I had to think about something else. And then when I woke up, because then I just knocked out, I woke up and there was literally a towel beside me. And I'm like, I thought y'all had a vacuum in my ass. <laughs> 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 it was fucking disgusting. It was the worst situation ever. I don't understand when people say like, oh, it ain't that bad. It was, it was that bad. The prep was bad. Being that vulnerable was bad. Um, Not having any type of control over being violated was bad. It was, I'm still, I feel like I'm traumatized. So when you ask me how I'm doing, I'm dealing with PTSD right now. That's what's going on. (laughs) So that's what I'm going. That's what I got going on. Everything else has been okay. Holidays are good. Um, Spent some time in Sedona looking at um, doing a UFO tour. Um, And I actually saw real UFOs, which Mm. was fucking amazing. It was like, you have to. Like my hair on my arms was standing up. Like, I, I don't try to take turn anybody into any type of believer. I've always been a believer. Yeah, me too. But, like, when you are looking in the military night vision goggles, you know, $10,000 goggles, and you look in, in the sky, and you literally can tell the difference between an airplane and a satellite, but then you see these other, you know, objects that are literally moving, some in formation, some you know have like a pulse Mm -hmm. and then they disappear right before your fucking eyes mind you not not saying little green people (laughs) but just an actual unidentified flying object it was like top five so far one of the best experiences of my life so i've just been kind of living life Nice. nice and what's going on with you um so let's see, what have I been up to? Holidays was nah. We well, it was not really nah. It was our it was our first Thanksgiving together. Yeah. But it was just us and we ordered some um Peruvian chicken from this Peruvian chicken spot across the street we love. Um okay. then we were going to get sweet potatoes from Boston Market. Mm-hmm. We went there and it was a line outside and I wasn't waiting for the line. 
Well, okay. we, I actually, we were supposed to order from the seafood. I mean, there's um seafood spot, and mm-hmm. I did DoorDash, hit in, and when there was a spot to have, when supposed to come through, they said the place is closed. Oh wow! Yeah, so I was kind of pissed there, and um, then we had. You know who it. has a really good turkey? Who? Whole Foods. Hmm. Didn't think about that. Whole Foods has one of the best Thanksgiving turkeys I've ever had. We don't have a Whole Foods here, but they have one like on the border of PA and D in Delaware. So okay. I have to try that out. But we, we just got something. We chill, watch movies, um, had sex a few times. Nice. And uh, relax. I don't remember what movies we watch. Anyway, some, yeah. I don't remember what movie we watched at Doesn't all. Doesn't sound like you did a lot of watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it, it was fun. And we, we did do, do this um thing on Facebook. You go on Facebook, it says create a room. And you can create a room with multiple people mm-hmm. and, and play games. With, with kind of like house party? Yeah, kind of house party. But it's already in your phone because everybody has a Facebook, most likely. More than likely you have a Facebook. So but, uh, I was, but we were thinking like, hey, that could be a good dating idea during the pandemic. Because mm-hmm. you even watch movies together on there. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they have a movie list. You can, um, they have a bunch of movies on there. And you can play them together and watch all together. I think you can link your Netflix to it, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you can have, like, a COVID-friendly date night. That's cute. There. Yeah. Aren't you tired of COVID? Oh, my God. Definitely. Definitely. And speaking of the, that's, we have our vacation Friday. Nice. Yes, you're coming my way. Yes, yes, sort of. How yeah, long I guess. are y'all gonna be? Well, yeah, but yeah. Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah, we're staying from the 11th to the 14th. Nice, nice. And probably after this, I'll start packing. Cannot wait. One more day of work, and I'll be on a beach and have a private pool and just can mm-hmm. relax. I know. Those, I'm gonna be so jealous. Post pictures. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. But um, we 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 did do a family photo shoot um in the house, hmm. and um those pictures came out pretty nice. Um, but we haven't really done much or really argue much or had any headbutts really. She um f- oh, she's yeah, she officially finally, moved in, right? She officially moved in. Um, her lease is done. She is officially moved in and it's kind of weird because like we've only kind of dated for like three months what do you mean because like we didn't come official until december of last year it's almost december again yeah but she moved in right at the beginning of the pandemic oh that's well she started staying over no she was here she didn't leave i thought y'all would spend some nights at your house and some at hers no not not during the pandemic she stayed here the whole time because I had to work from home. Yeah, okay. And she was working from home. Yeah, so she stayed here the whole the whole time. Um, so she it's kind of weird, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything fell into place like I was supposed to. And like everybody had like saying this was the worst year ever. I don't look at it that way. I've done a lot with this downtime. I said the same thing. I can't say that this was the worst year ever. I think yeah. 2019 was worse. Like I, I fuck, I built a PC. I've built a bench, um, shelves and shit from out of wood. I've never done that before. Didn't know how to you do it. Bought a house. I you... brought a house, brought a car, new car, got a dog. 
<laughs> started a whole new life. Yeah, like it's it's just crazy what what this year has brought. Like I don't I don't know, and it's. I mean, well, you know the next question that's coming. What in terms of Bay? Mm-hmm. What's that so, question? Are you? She ain't gonna hear this until whenever. Are you popping the question in Mexico? Oh uh, no. Okay, get her a promise ring, Gary. I would like for you to do that for me and for the podcast. Because, and you should give it to her in Mexico. And the reason I say this is that you do that in two days. You can. What do you mean? Just run over to the jewelry store. It's a promise ring. It doesn't have to cost $5,000. You can get a nice ring, though. Mm -hmm. But I say that because. And I don't think I have to remind you because you you're basically showing that you realize the amount of sacrifice that she's making mm-hmm. in terms of giving up her life and just making her life you. Yeah. And I think having that promise ring as that extra level of commitment will definitely make her feel reassured. Not saying she needs it, but mm-hmm. women love it. So I highly recommend running over to Jared's. And again, a couple hundred dollars is promise ring. It's not a wedding ring, yeah. an engagement ring. But you should do that. Yeah, I will see. I will see. <laughs> I'm not promising you can anything. Even, because you can like, even Amazon Prime it and it'll be there <laughs> fucking tomorrow. I'll see. I'll see. Because okay. like, I, I have a plan in my head of how, if, if it does go down, how it will go down. And how okay. I want to do everything. Like, like, I like to plan things out. Like even like with her birthday present this year, how I got her whole family to send videos of them wishing her birthday, mm-hmm. and instead of that. that, yeah. So I, I like to plan things out and do things that no one else has thought of. You know, many people probably hadn't thought of giving their, you know, future wife a promise ring in Mexico as a token of their appreciation for, you know, giving up her place and moving in. So something to think about. Okay. Oh, and we we just finished Girlfriends on Netflix too. We watched all eight seasons of it. I haven't even started. Um, Was it just like nostalgia? Just taking you back? It takes me back and then looking at it from an adult's perspective is crazy that they're all toxic. Really? Yes, like all like we we both was like, yo, Joan is a fucked up person. Like they're all toxic when it comes to men mm-hmm. and around me. Like it, it not it's just not even them. Even uh, William, he was. The, yes, like if you go back, let's see. You, you're like, yo, they they are arguing over the stupidest shit and breaking up over the stupidest shit mm-hmm. and and jeopardizing their relationships over the stupidest shit that you can build off of. But, it, but and then it ended horribly. It's not their fault because it got canceled. Mm-hmm. But the way it just ended, it was just like, there's another episode. <laughs> but it, it's, it's like, it was, it was still nostalgic. Like, I remember this episode, I remember the episode, and then I see where I stopped watching it. Interesting. Is if you, if you go back to it and watch it, you're like, yo, all four, all five of them, are just toxic and stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I watched recently? I'm going to actually go back and watch it. Um, 
on Netflix is a show called Glitch. Yeah, I've watch Glitch. Watch that. It's, I mean, a lot of people didn't like it. The reviews were mixed, but I was like glued. Yeah, we started, well, it came on after Shameless because Shameless came back on this Sunday. But it's mm-hmm. a show called Your Honor that we started watching. And when I say that this is probably the best show on TV right now since the undoing went off. What is it? So it's it's on Showtime and it has Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad in it. And he's a judge. And his son is involved with in a hit and run. Okay. And the person that he hit is the top mobster in New Orleans' son. Okay. So the whole thing is about Brian Cranston as a judge and a son covering this up. And now reporting it. And this is like like a um a series where it's like one episode a week. Yes. So it's only one one episode in and it's just the beginning of the whole thing and like Brian Cranston knows the impact of it. And I think I know where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. But it, it seemed it's a really crazy concept, and the way they set everything up is crazy. But it, I would definitely recommend that. And that and the movie The Call on Netflix. Okay. But, Hopefully, our listeners are taking note. Yes, The Girl Call. Fins, Glitch, Your <laughs> Honor, and The Call. Yeah, The Call is crazy. It's like this girl receives a phone call from someone that lives in the same house, but 20 years in the past. Interesting. That's yeah. kind of how. That's kind of like glitch. Yeah. And, except for they're coming back from the dead. And you um think when you think it's over, it's not. It just keeps getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Okay, and that's on Netflix too. Yeah. Okay, so Netflix, if you're listening by chance, um, that endorsement, <laughs> we we're fucking open to it. <laughs> Completely open to it. Yes. Y'all need help right now too with. HBO just making that announcement for next year, too. What announcement? That anything they release in the movies will be streamed on HBO Max the same day. Interesting. Yeah. Is that why Netflix went up? I mean, or actually, now that Netflix pulled the Chappelle show, are they going to lower their prices? No, they they just sent me a notification yesterday saying it's going up to (laughs) $17.99 soon. As soon as you log in, it says it right on the screen. I remember when it was $5. (laughs) Exactly. Like, that's massive, dude. But then they pulled the Chappelle show, so it's like, what are you increasing your price for at this point? (laughs) That's crazy. So... Do we have any news? Um, no news, but we have mail. We have mail. All righty. I will actually pull this up and read it for us. Uh, interesting piece of mail led to us naming uh, the episode. Close the door. Um, Fan Mel says, I was thinking of contacting you recently to suggest you do an episode on ghosting. I was just ghosted by a man after dating him for six weeks and being in daily contact. We text morning, noon, and night, hung out several times a week, cooked meals together, watched movies, had great conversation, never a bad moment between us. I truly thought we had found something special to both of us, and this was something much more than the sex. And then one day, two weeks ago, he just stopped texting and stopped reading my messages. 
I'm left to wonder whether he got into an accident or got COVID or was abducted by aliens. <laughs> Maybe the ones I saw in Sedona. The yeah. truth, though, is he probably he's probably alive and well, but just decided to end things like this. The hard part is not knowing and not knowing why. When did ghosting become the standard way to break up with someone? Wouldn't a goodbye text message be preferable for both parties, yet still avoid the unwanted drama? Are there any steps a person can take up front to avoid being ghosted when they begin dating a person? Or is this just something we have to anticipate when dating in the year 2020? I have pondered tracking him down to get my closure, but I don't want to be seen as a crazy stalker kind of woman. Sadly, his silence is probably his silence probably tells me what I need to know about his character. Interesting. Yes. So question number one. Let's kind of let's let's peel back the layer starting from the okay. bottom to the top. Okay. With how this scenario played out, mm-hmm. him ghosting. Is that enough closure on the situation or should she actually pursue contact to get formal closure? See, I've, I've been on both ends. I've ghosted and I've been ghosted. Okay. Um, and I even been ghosted and got the answer from the person. So I guess I got closure from them. Okay. And I think I, um, I may have talked about it on the podcast. I hooked up with them, then they said we're not sexually compatible. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, that was that was I guess that was that's after they ghosted me. They they said that that was the closure part. Okay. But uh, I, I I I'm not sure. It, it, it I guess it's closure for him. But she would never get closure if she's seeking that from him. I agree. She would have to get it from herself because he's never going to tell her the 100% truth on why he ghosted you. You hit the nail on the head. She has to find closure in being ghosted. The fact, Mm -hmm. like she said, it speaks volumes to his character. And that's not the type of person that you want to be with and knowing that that's not who you want for your life is closure in itself. However, how do you cope? How do you actually even move towards getting closure when you're thinking about the fact that for like a month and a half, this person has been your, your life. And the thing is you probably call some feelings, not full feelings, but you probably have some type of feelings for this person. Because you've been talking to them every day for a month and a half. Spending yeah. time together, cooking, smashing. Like. Yeah. So, and then they just up and leave. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was um, talking to Blast and Pass about this. And I guess I already know her name, Stephanie. Um, and she was like, you ghosted me. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> And the funny thing is, like, the first time it, we went to, it was like a week before I was telling her I was going to the, the Nazar Hill concert. And she was at the same concert. She saw me, but I've never, I didn't see her at all. And she was like right next to me. Didn't you go with someone? No, I went with my family. Okay. 
she she later told me that she won with someone. But uh, she didn't. I don't think that she ever asked me the foreclosure or asked me the reason why, or we even talked about it. We may have, but I think she knew my situation. She did. That's yeah. what she said um, on episode 50. Yeah. That basically you guys just weren't connecting at the right time. Yeah. So hearing that, that particular love story, our our listener may have some some hope if you ghosted Stephanie twice and y'all just moved, she just moved in with you and you're going to get her a promise <laughs> ring, then, you know, he could come back. But <laughs> would you want him back? Yeah, that, that that's the thing is, do you really, do you really care? Or is it more of a ego thing of yourself? Mm-hmm. That you're like, this, 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 this motherfucker think he just ghosted me? Without any reason, mm-hmm. like you don't have to really care. Like it, it's going to ha- if you're doing online dating, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. There's a fi- I say it's a fifty percent chance that it's going to happen. I got ghosted or stood up by the albino in yeah. um, Boston. So is it? It definitely happens. I don't think I ever got stood up. The one thing I've, I've always wanted to happen to me. <laughs> I don't know why. But wow. I want to get stood up. Like waiting for somebody at a restaurant. Where's Stephanie? Let me tell her. <laughs> so I know what to do well, on Friday night. When I worked at a restaurant, that happened to a customer. He had flowers and everything. Just sitting there. Like for maybe an hour, hour and a half. Waiting on someone. They never showed up. Well, they might have showed up, saw him and dipped. We don't know. But he ordered food. My manager ended up comping his food because she felt bad for him. That That's a good way to get free food, though. <laughs> yeah, true. Now, when you think about it, if you go to a restaurant, like get some flowers, dress up, and then just kind of have people feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just found a new hustle, man. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but so aside from this situation, from this listener, and thank you so much for sending this in and thank you for being a loyal listener. Yes, we definitely it. appreciate that. But aside from that, closure. How important is closure when ending a relationship? Like, do you need to have that last conversation, that last breakup sex romp to to end it? I don't so with my situation that I've, I've went through with my son's mother throughout the whole thing, I don't think I ever needed, always thought that I needed closure from her. Well, I, I don't think I thought that. I think it would just imply that somehow, some way, I had to figure out closure. And I think I found it without her, within myself. And I didn't need her for that. So some people need that closure from the other person. I'm not knocking you for that. And some people. How did you find it within yourself? I don't like the whole, the the corny thing that you hate when someone first breaks, when you first break up and everybody tells you time heals everything. Mm-hmm. It, it was that just like clicked one day when you see the person again. 
most people don't even see that person again. But when you see that person again and you're like, you look at them, you're like, I don't know who you are. And I always heard people say that about someone. And I never knew mm-hmm. what it meant until that moment. I was like, it just then just clicked. I was like, it's done. I really don't know who she is. I don't know. Was it because you had already, you know, taken steps to move on? Were you dating? Were you? I was dating, doing therapy, just taking, like, working on on myself to be a better person. Okay. And during that time, I guess, I'm going to say blocking it out, but building up a new version of you. That's mm-hmm. not that that person that you were in that relationship. And seeing that you're not on the same level as that relationship anymore, you're higher than that relationship, no knock on her, but saying that you're a better person and you're ready to move on to something better. I'll tell you an interesting story. Mm-hmm. So I've stated before on the podcast, you know, I've been married twice. So ex-husband number one. I moved to a different continent to be with this man. I definitely got married too young. I did not know how to be a wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And what ended up happening is when we decided that it was over, um, he asked me if I was going to fight for the marriage. And I asked him, are you going to go to counseling with me? And he said, no. And I said, well, no, I don't have any fight left in me. Now, my, we didn't, I'm tell you, we didn't argue because he mm-hmm. was, he didn't like to argue. He hard, like he was the type that would just like let us hold grudges until it just subsided. Yeah. We didn't argue. We didn't communicate. That part of it wasn't healthy. Um, and then we, we, we were accustomed to different cultures. We, we had a lot of odds stacked against us. Um, but we did have love. I mean, love does not conquer all. It is not enough. <laughs> um, but when we got a, like, literally, we were not seeing eye to eye. He told me, he's like, all right, he's going to go home, you know, back to Europe for um, a couple weeks and just kind of give us time. That was like our separation. Mm -hmm. He was there like two weeks. And then he calls me basically like, are you going to fight for this marriage? And I'm like, first off, you're not even fucking here. Secondly, are you going to go to counseling with me? He's like, no, I'm like, no. (laughs) <laughs> when I tell you we had the quickest divorce known to man, we were divorced in less than 30 days. Well, wow. Now, this was a mistake because not only did we not have closure, we rushed into the divorce and we still had a massive amount of love for each other. Honestly, neither one of us wanted it to end. Mm-hmm. We just were both I was young and he was stubborn and I later found out that it was just through his things that he experienced growing up in life that took him away from wanting to do the counseling thing. But he also didn't communicate well with me for me to know those things until after the divorce. Now I'm telling you the problem with this. 
because we didn't get closure, when I air quote moved on and then he reached out, kind of popped into my life again later, all those feelings just kind of like, shit, like I still love him. Like, what is this? And it it created a situation where I'm at an impasse. Do I deal with the situation that I'm currently in or do I get the closure or see if there is even anything there to salvage at that time I made the decision to feel you know wash my hands to the situation like it's done and over with Mm -hmm. it also didn't help that I got pregnant by the rebound but um (laughs) You know, I never said I was perfect, just, you know, every other day. So we ended up meeting up um, and kind of putting everything out on the table. When I say putting everything out on the table, Mm-hmm. I mean, when I saw him, I hugged him. Feelings just came back. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did this end? And then he told me he dropped the biggest fucking bombshell on me. What's that? If she's listening, I apologize for bringing it up because it's water under the bridge. <laughs> but he told me after we got divorced, he ended up dating and fucking my former best friend oh wow to the point that they both were kind of upset with me for moving on from the relationship and the How friendship she get upset i don't know <laughs> that he told me that it was literally to the point that they i guess were in like a revenge situation that mm-hmm. because i i you know got pregnant by the rebound they decided that they were going to have a baby too So when I tell you in that very moment, that was all the fucking closure I needed. Yeah. (laughs) Because in our, you know, situation, it was like us. And if there was anyone from the outside, it wasn't anybody that he knew or that he, you know, said was a friend. When he and I were married, he said he hated, like, they literally had a hate-hate relationship for the most part. He felt like I was too much of a friend to her and put her above him, and she felt like I stopped being a friend to her because I was trying to be a wife. I was literally just young and dumb. I didn't know how to balance it. I take full responsibility for my role in that. But I say all of that to say I thought that I needed closure Mm -hmm. because I like I, I definitely still had those feelings for him and I thought that I needed closure. But when he dropped that bombshell on me, when we left that restaurant, I literally got in my car and I called my mom and I cried my fucking eyes out. And then the next day I text her and I was like, wow. And I basically just kind of went off. But again, that's water under the bridge. But like sometimes when you're feeling like you need to get that closure, mm-hmm. you you end up kind of setting yourself back because I could have just continued on healing and growing and, you know, just developing, maturing as a woman. 
But when I felt like I needed to get that closure from him, I set myself back in the sense that at that point I had major fucking trust issues. But what do you say about people who think closure is the next dick or the next pussy? Okay, if I'm if I'm okay, we keep it real, right? We keep yep. it honest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do have to. Sometimes <laughs> the absolute best way to get over this person is to get under somebody else. Um, but other times, you really truly do have to just focus on you, because when you get under that person, the new person, it's just a temporary band aid. And when you are hurt to the point, like if you're hurt to the core, you literally have to heal yourself from the inside out, right? Because otherwise you just kind of like, like with a wound, right? You get stabbed, you're just going to leave a scar. You need to actually let it heal from the inside out. So it kind of just depends on the situation. For our listener, I think she would probably, I mean, you, you can fall in love in six weeks for sure. But I think for her, just get a really good smashing from another quality man. Don't settle. He needs to be like, I would shoot for somebody out of my league <laughs> and I would let him just, mm, and I would enjoy it. I might even take a picture of it and send it to the fucker that ghosted me. <laughs> and I would be completely just moving on. But for other situations, you you have to heal. Like with yeah. that first marriage I had to like just I should have just focused on me instead of trying to get that closure because again mm. I'm like I can't trust women I can't trust men see I I'm wasted fucked. the first the first year thinking like that okay and this, I think it wasn't until the second year I'm like this is going on for a reason and I just need to move on And click it, cause like e- e- even like the rebound situation, re- re- rebound sex, the first person. I think mm-hmm. I said on here, driving home, I felt like shit afterwards. It was like it was like the craziest situation. It was like in a parking lot <laughs> of, an, uh, of an abandoned warehouse. And oh one, my one, god! Yeah. <laughs> it was just you should have felt like shit. <laughs> it was like a weird drive of shame back home. I'm like. <laughs> Like, this is just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on my rebound. I, I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, be slanderous because yeah. we had a fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think mine is somewhere married now, but her, her situation, like, she understood my situation, so it was cool, but it was mm-hmm. just... It's crazy driving back home. It was a half an hour drive back home. It was a half an hour just thinking in my head, what the fuck did I just do? So with being on both ends mm. and with the situation that you've just explained, what would be your end-all, be-all advice on closure? Go um, for the closure or focus on yourself? Focus on yourself. Closure, closure is overrated. Yeah. It's definitely overrated. I, I think um, why, like, what reason do you need that? Is that for your self-esteem? Is that going to bring your self-esteem back up if it, if it went down afterwards? 
I don't think so. I I think it's, it's if anything's gonna push it back down because if he, if he tells you some shit that's gonna hurt your feelings, mm-hmm. you're in a worse position than 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 you were going in. True. So there is like no, what could he possibly say? I think that would probably be the first thing you ask yourself, right? What could that person possibly say that would make you feel better about? being ghosted and if there is nothing that they can actually say that would make you feel better like okay if they got abducted by aliens and they had proof i would feel pretty good because i'd find out if i can get a pass to go meet them as well but even with covid even with an accident like unless you're on your deathbed and i can see proof of it then mm, i don't know i don't think they could say anything that would make you feel like okay i can trust this person to be that vulnerable with them again so yeah you just focus on you and move on that would there be my is a advice. movie on netflix of this i don't remember the name of it but the girl meets a guy she, she got hit by a car and he helped her up they went back to the apartment hooked up they they start dating for a while and then he's just gone okay and, and i think it's like a couple it's like maybe a month so they went went by and she's at her friend's house with two other girl with two of her girlfriends getting drunk mm-hmm. they end up emailing him this really fucked up email just talking about everything going in on get going in on him and everything. And mm-hmm. while they were sending the email, he calls her and he was in a he's in Mexico and got into a car accident and been in a coma for a month. And he's just waking up. <laughs> and she sends it to him. And the whole movie's about her going to Mexico to try to retrieve the e- email from his computer. <laughs> I, I gotta figure out the name of that movie, but it was it's, it's a funny movie. So okay, are we now backtracking on the advice to focus on yourself? <laughs> so if he so if he was in a car accident, do we now want our listener to give no, him no, another? No, no, no. no, if he calls you and tell you that, then you might need some proof or something like that. But go for it. But if he don't call you, don't don't worry about it. But um, fair. But yeah, that and then and that's a movie, so. <laughs> I, I just thought that when she said that part of him being caught in an accident don't make it, that popped in my head that's too funny Yeah, I, I do feel though because we keep dropping that and bomb I would mm. like for them to be listening to yeah. our podcast and contact <laughs> Netflix oh the- Netflix <laughs> yeah but it is um, it's called Desperados but I don't think I've seen it yeah, it came out at the beginning of the pandemic, but and it's pretty funny. But overall, don't worry about the closure. The closure is not important. I feel like you think you need it for your self-esteem, but you really, you trust me, you don't, you don't need it. Just like when yeah, you yeah. thought you got your closure, it was him getting the baby with, with your ex-best friend. Mm-hmm. And that didn't make you feel better. No. Yeah. Nope. So... I don't. I don't see a scenario where you go back for closure, and it feels better. I think that's a movie thing. I don't think I've ever attempted to get closure and felt better about my attempt to get said closure. Yeah. Now I've had breakup sex, mm-hmm. and I felt good about that because I'm like, not getting this anymore. I got what I wanted. <laughs> um. But then it also didn't necessarily lead to breaking up because then it's like, hey, you want to do that again? It's like, no, that was like one and done. It's over now. So I don't know. 
I, I, I'm with you. You don't need it. Yeah. And close the door. Close the close door. Close the door. Lock them. Lock them on everything. You don't even need to worry about them no more. I love that. Lock it. Block it. Lock <laughs> it. Block it. Yeah. But like um, there, there was two things I wanted to touch on. And okay. one of them was news because I lied about not having news. And I definitely okay. do. So all this happened end of last month, like right after Thanksgiving. Let me find it real quick. Um, hold on. Just had... was this the Texas catfish situation? Yes. Okay. So Deontay Hicks of Dallas, Texas, traveled to Houston to see a woman he had been speaking to online, but unfortunately, he was being catfish. When Hicks pulled up to the thousand block of Centra Park, May 10th, he was shot, robbed, and killed. Hmm. So. um, And he was meeting someone he had been talking to online. Yes. And it's it's coming back up because they're saying the cops is not doing their job trying to find the person. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the, like, that's the thing with online dating. You have to do some work because you could, he could have flew there and that could have been the love of his life. But unfortunately he flew there and that was not, a, that was a catfish and it killed him, unfortunately. But that is horrible. Yeah. But there are steps that you can take to kind of prevent that. And in watching catfish for years, you kind of know some of those, those steps like Google searching the picture. Mm-hmm. Or them not wanting to FaceTime you. Yep. We've definitely preached that. Yeah. Like, you need to voice verify and FaceTime before you meet up. You need to make sure, I mean, I always say have two phones with you. Make sure that someone knows where you are. Make sure someone is tracking you. Like, it's... But still, you know, one thing I think we've also said is don't be deterred by online dating because honestly, as unfortunate as the situation was, this could happen to somebody that you met at like Publix. Yeah. It could happen you know? at a bar. It, 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 you, you can get catfished in real life too. It's not just online. Yep. The person you're talking to cannot be, can be who they, can be the different, whole different person who, than who they say they are. That's but, true. um, Drop us the dead and hope they figure out who did it. But that that's just crazy. Like you're driving down there talking to the person and boom. That's your last days because of someone who wanted to rob you. And you probably didn't even have much for them to rob you. Mm-hmm. But and that's not the first time I heard that happening, like through online dating, but and I and I've done some dumb shit with just are you about to tell us you robbed somebody? No, 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 no. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that would have been the perfect segue. I've done some dumb shit. Like, like at one time. <laughs> like when I was younger, it's a, I mean, the party line was popping. Me and my roommates in college did some dumb shit in Atlanta, um, which, which was crazy. We ended up in somebody's house, all three of us, and they locked the door from the inside with a key when we got in. Mm. And then try to charge us to have sex with someone that was in a room that we couldn't see. And we was like, you know, we got to get someone out of the car. And he let us outside and we drove the fuck off. Smart. 
Yeah. Very smart. But, um, and I have done some dumb shit with online dating, with meeting, with messaging someone for the first day and then setting up a meeting to meet that same day. That's not dumb. Oh, if you're going to their house, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't, it, it, it was crazy. Like, it was her, we went to her dad's house because he had a pool. And he wasn't supposed to be there. But when I pulled up, he's pulled it up with like the whole bar. <laughs> and ended up being a pool party in the middle of the night. That's pretty fun though. Yeah. But um I mean it's hit or miss. You just never know which way it's gonna go. Yeah. And the second thing I want to touch on, there's a viral video of this girl going around and she blocked her comments. You can't stitch it. You can't even uh, do edit. But basically she's saying someone, she, she's um, replying back to someone's message asking about going out on a coffee date for the first date. And she says, if you, if you ask her out on a coffee date, that means either you're broke or you just want to be friends. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we definitely don't preach that. I yeah. think coffee for the first meet and greet. If it's a date, I mean, you should have a meet and greet before a date. Yeah. Have your meet and greet to make sure you want to actually go on a date. Yeah. If if the person you're dating is saying that type of stuff, then they're just going to be with you for your money. If they're judging you straight off the back, like we want to do on a like, I had somebody who literally, I said, hey, you want to go out for drinks? And he wrote back, drinks, LOL. Mm. Like, you don't know me. I don't know you. And it's not about being broke. It's about, like, why why jump into all this when we just sit there and talk to each other, and then if that goes well, hop into that date. Right. And want it done. I mean, that type of response makes it sound like they just trying to look for like an arrangement. Yeah, or a free meal. Or a free meal, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm not opposed to a free meal. <laughs> but uh, I feel I don't like think I men generally can get a free meal though on a on like a first date. Like I don't think that can happen. It definitely can happen. But I think you know it has to be with that particular woman, or mm. even like a. A Dutch, if you go Dutch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the key, like we always say, is just that transparency. If you yeah. just want to eat, just be like, ah, I mean, I ain't doing nothing. I can go eat with you, but, you know, this ain't going nowhere. What do you feel about a person pulling up to the first day in a rental car because they don't have a car? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> is that a problem? It was, I heard it was something on TikTok, too. I love TikTok. That's not a problem. Um, That's not a problem. I think people have, people set a lot of unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. and that's where they make a mistake. The key to online dating, the key to dating is not to approach it with expectations. It's like a couple weeks ago, what was Sweetie saying? If he can't buy you a Birkin, (laughs) then you're going to be wrong. Then she said she was kidding. Yeah, it was about her song, but everybody started going in on the situation and saying guys are broke if they can't buy them Birkins. Like, how much fucking a, a Birkin costs? And you think every guy's supposed to be able to supply you with that? I mean, honestly, 
<laughs> I mean, I love designer as much as the next person, mm. but if I'm thinking about you know you making a huge investment in me, mm-hmm. a Birkin is not going to be where where I ask you to put your money. Thirty thousand, <laughs> right? Can you invest in my business? Can you fucking put this in you know some stocks for me? Yeah. Can you let me let me find a product that like I can flip that like. Mm-hmm. How long do you have to hold on to a Birkin and keep it in like perfect condition to basically make money off of it? Yeah. I mean, well, actually, if it's a gift and you just resell it as soon as you get it, you're going to make money anyway. But if they're willing to buy you that like immediately, then fuck, they can buy you anything. I, I don't know. I think have fun with dating, but keep your expectations low until you have a reason to have expectations. Yeah, because some people set themselves up a failure. 100%. You're up there thinking everybody's going to have everything. Like, like you could set yourself up for failure with a closure, too. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, we about to figure out why we didn't um, stay married or whether or not we're going to try this again. It's like, oh, yeah, I meant to tell you, I fucked your best friend. And we almost, <laughs> and we try to have a, a revenge, baby. Okay, okay. Well, this yeah. was a good meal. Um, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Basically, yeah, yeah. definitely or, set just, yourself up. Yeah. So, moral of the story is, fuck closure. Fuck closure. Close the door. Lock and block. Yep. Lock and block. Just don't worry about them no more. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Fuck him and her. Yes. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now watch when we get another email. She's gonna be like. I found the love of my life and we'll get our very first podcast wedding invite. <laughs> and we'll definitely come or we'll tune in via Zoom. Yes. But um, as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha and Gary signing off. Ciao, ciao. Peace.